All right, we are back here on the Huddle Podcast. I am pleasured to be joined again by Mahoney after that beautiful Mariners podcast. We are talking fantasy football. We're talking QB skills. We're talking RB locks. And we're also talking wide receiver sleepers to look for late in the draft. So we're going to start with QB steals, which is kind of similar to the last topic of wide receiver sleepers. QB steal to me is let me give you a little bit of history on my fantasy football resume. Let me give you my fantasy football resume, rather. This is not bragging because it's just fantasy football, but I have made my playoff five out of five years. I have made the championship four out of five years, and I have won the championship three out of five years. And this is true. And I'll tell you, it really, really works into our first category here of QB steals because every single year, not that's not true, but three out of those five years, you know who I had as a quarterback? Phillip Rivers. You know where I drafted him? Rounds 13 through 15. And that's what we're going to talk about here to start us off. QB steals. How can you maximize your first round pick so you don't have to take quarterback, but still get that quarterback production? I'm going to toss it over to Mahoney. Mahoney. Some QB steals, some Matt Ryan, some Matthew Stafford, some Phillip Rivers. Who do you like? So I'm just going to tell you about my, a little bit of history with my uh, running backs or my quarterbacks. I, I used to draft uh, Tony Romo because he was always a late round draft pick and I knew he was going to throw for a bunch of yards. I yeah, knew and that's just the type out. of guy I'm talking about. I and, and, you know, my teams were always pretty solid, but, you know, I had never pushed it over the limit. And recently, the last well, let's three. Let's your f- fantasy football resume real quick. How many years have you played? How many years have you made the playoffs? Usually, I'm a fixture in the playoffs, and you're I'm, a force. I'm a fixture in the playoffs, and I'm, you know, a good. There's a 25 percent in a 10 man league. There's a 20. There's a there's a 15 percent. I don't. I, yeah, I like 20. Well, let's not just throw out numbers, but you're going to but win the league. I do have a. Solid percentage, so as do some other individuals. You know, some people have, yeah. So, so I, I do have, have one championship. I have one championship. How many times have you been to the championship? Uh, I think two times, three times, something like that. In the last, it's once we developed our league, I've I played yeah, prior early... to that. So, so there's a lot of other. All right, so uh, QB steals. Though. Okay, so QB steals. Aaron Rodgers coming off an injury, still but... still ranked number one quarterback. Interesting enough. Russell yeah, but, Wilson. But where are you going to get Rodgers in the first round? You, oh, that goes against no. everything I believe in. See, I, I used to you know reach for Rodgers in the past years, and I've done well with that because he's he's been pretty like Iron Man. He hasn't missed games until recently. I will say Rodgers is probably projected second or third round, but there's always that guy in the league that is going to take Brady or Rodgers early. Yeah. And even if you were to take him in the second or third round, it's too early. Don't take a quarterback there. I'm not. You can't buy a stock when it's high. I'm exactly. not saying it's too early for those guys. They will give you production, but mm-hmm. quarterbacks are dime a dozen in fantasy football. Exactly. I could still get Philip Rivers in the 13th round, and when I face the guy who has Aaron Rodgers, Philip Rivers is going to give me 17 points. Rodgers is going to get 22 to 25. It's only four to five points difference, but I, in the opening rounds, got a running back or a wide receiver that he does not have because he took Rodgers or a Brady. I understand that, but you also have two quarterbacks on your roster because you have to carry a backup because you're playing matchups. It's taking up a roster spot. So, I mean, there is variables, dude. He still has to play a 
he, has, he still has to roster a backup quarterback unless he's totally not worried about the bye and he'll pick one up that bye week, which is possible. I mean, That's very depends possible. what league you're in and yes. there's a lot of variables. Sometimes you're just going to, you know, roll with a guy like Rodgers and he's going to start every single week and... But that's exactly, it doesn't change anything how I feel. That's exactly how I feel about running backs. I got a running back in the first or second round. I doubled down on a running back. While the other, the guy who got Aaron Rodgers, he has one running back in Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? It's not going to pay off stat uh, points-wise. It does not pay off. You need big-time, every-down running backs in your RB1 and RB2 spots. And then I think you need big time players and your wide receiver spots and you can't be focused on getting Gronk in the first or second round or getting a what I will say about tight ends before Kelsey and Ertz really really emerged tight if you got Gronk it was kind of a huge advantage because it's yeah. like you had an extra yeah, roster definitely. spot yeah but what I will say about these guys is if number. you want them there's always that guy in the league that really wants that really wants them. So if you want them, you're going to have to pay a lot for a Rodgers, a Brady. And all the projections say, you know, two rounds, two to three for all these guys I'm talking about, like a Brady, Rodgers, and a Gronk. But well in in leagues like we've all played in, you guys know these are big names. They go early. Just like I'm, we're, we're from the Pacific Northwest. The Seahawks defense, it probably won't this year, but it's always gone round six or seven in because there's some idiot who takes it. Yeah. All right, we're going to uh, go into after the QB steals. Can I, just, can I just say one thing before we move on? QB steal, Phillip Rivers. Didn't get enough credit in that segment. Oh, Phillip yeah. Rivers. Matt Stafford might also be a, a good pickup. Yeah, that's later. what I'm talking about. Later 13th round. He's that is some, what you're looking for. He's got solid receivers, and that team is going to air it out. They don't like who do they have at running backs? Exactly. exactly. I love the the. I love the Lions wide receivers. I think Marvin Jones Jr. is a stud, and Golden yeah. Tate is a, one of the best slot receivers yeah. in the league. Theo, Theo Riddick's one of the best catching running backs uh, out of the backfield. And who did they add in the draft? They just added a running back. I think they added... I'm not familiar with that. Um, anyways, we're going to move on. It's not fantasy relevant, and so it's not relevant to the yeah. show. We're going to move on to the, our, our RB locks. Who's a guy that you're going to take in the first, second round? Who are you riding with this year? Who's well, your guy? You need a workhorse. Who's it going to be for you, Mahoney? Who well, you picking obviously, the first round? if you if you have the opportunity to take Gurley, that's that's the pick number where, one. Where are you taking him? Number one? Not over Bell. Oh, you, not over. Is Bell. that is that the consensus? That is the consensus. Oh fuck! I definitely take Gurley. Oh come on, really? I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I'm think Gurley to me is like four. Oh, five. Le'Veon Bell. Gurley to me is Le'Veon four or five. Gurley to me is four or five, and I understand that's low for most people. But to Le'Veon me, Bell might to not me, pass a drug test, to dude. me, Le'Veon Bell is the still the number one back. David Johnson to me is the number two back, and it's very very close. He might be the number one back, and I still absolutely you love. I love Ezekiel. On, I I had Ezekiel Elliott last year on my team, and he was suspended for six games, and I still won the championship with a lot of crafty managerial <laughs> moves. I might say to give myself a little credit. Credit. But I like Gurley at about four, but you like him at one. So that's your guy, and I'll respect that. 
Uh, yeah, I think they of the running backs you have before him, I think he's got. They've got the most solid, consistent. He's offense. not better than Bell. Every year it's Bell and someone else. Well, don't get me wrong. Uh, Le'Veon Bell plays for a better offense in Pittsburgh. Exactly. And they've got you know but, I mean, I Antonio love the, Brown. I love, and, I love the Rams. You know they've they've got. Uh, but I God. Who knows if he's going to pass a drug test? He's been having this holdout. Like, who's to say? Like, running backs are so volatile, and he's okay. uh, he's not necessarily a hefty back. And uh, Okay, I can work with you there. I just see potential for injury, and I like the opportunity for a, running, a guarantee in Gurley. He plays for a good offense, good offensive line, good quarterback, good passing game. He does, he does. He's, he's go- going to be nothing but consistent, like, in bar an injury, but, like, I think he's the least likely of the three. All right, let, let's not, let's not uh, you know, split hairs here. We're talking about four really good I, backs. We're talking about running back locks. I know, I know, I'm I know. We're talking about the lock. No, I know, because it's just hard for me to sit here and you're talking about Gurley, and I'm trying to be like, no, he's number four. And it's like, really? Okay, we're talking about Bell, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Gurley as the top tier. So I like to look at it in tiers, and I think we're doing a pretty good job here. We're talking RB locks. We pretty much named uh, the guys that I think that really are locks. Unless they, barring an injury, those guys are going to put up numbers. I had Ezekiel Elliott, like I just said, last year, and every time he was in, it was just a for sure 15 points. Every time running the ball, getting 26 carries, getting a little touches, um, catching the ball. Uh, we don't, don't have... Don't uh, get David Johnson. I mean, who's to say he's going to rebound? Uh, he had a great first... He had two carries in the preseason, and I've, been, I've already been high on David Johnson, and I know it's only two carries... But he got 13 yards. Uh, he had a 13-yard average. So the two for 26, really good. I mean, it's really nice Pretty to see that. Pretty big sample size. So it's I not guess, a big I guess sample. You're right. It's not a big sample size. I even had to preference that for you. But anyway. uh, we're getting a little short on time. Okay, yeah, let's we're gonna go back work. To the wide receiver sleepers, like you had mentioned before. Let's uh, go back to them and uh, go over that category. So yeah, we're gonna go over the wide receiver sleepers. So Chris, what do you think about? Um, Picking up a, a wide receiver late in late in a round. Uh, well, like a, a like a nine and a ten round. Yeah, yeah. What, so what, is what that is think? that is that the range uh, we're talking you, sleeper? Do you, do you think you can get a number one target in the eight, nine, ten rounds? What I'm thinking about what, the first name that came to mind when you said when you said uh, or I said eight to ten rounds, but I'm thinking about a guy, and it's Hogan, Chris Hogan. From the Patriots, I think he's a guy you can get in the eighth or ninth round. He's going to be a number one wide receiver minus Gronk. Gronk is their number one wide one, number one wide receiver, but they lost Brandon Cooks. They lost Amendola. You know Brady is going to throw to someone. They still have Hogan. Doesn't he just look like a Patriot wide receiver to you? He did well last year. Uh, for the first eight weeks last year, I think he was a top five wide receiver. So this is a guy that you can get in the eighth or ninth round. Hopefully, and you know what? If you have to. Uh, go a little early on a guy like this. If you really believe in him, like I do, take him in the sixth. He could uh, in the sixth round. You already got five players before that. So if you're taking him in the sixth, he should at least be your wide receiver too. You should have at least got a wide receiver before that. You should have your uh, running backs filled up by then. Like I said, you can wait on a quarterback. A guy like Hogan in the sixth, perfect. I think eight to eight to ten is actually too low for him. But so let's move into eight to ten. Let's go for a guy a little lower than that. 
Yeah, I'm taking White uh, from Chicago. Oh, come on. Uh, you can get him off the waiver wire. He, uh, he was, you know, probably, I think he was a top 10 pick. Two, number two, seven, I believe. Number seven, two years ago. And, he's and he bust. was And he was injured the first season or suspended. And in the second season, his second season, he was injured. And they don't have a good quarterback option. But I think if he's healthy... He's going to be the number one target, and he has like big potential to. Yeah, God, he no, could be. He won't he be, be the number Josh one target. He won't be the number one target because you know who they got from Jacksonville, who was also hurt. Do you remember the Jacksonville wide receiver? No, not Hearns. He got hurt. He is out of Penn State. Can you remember him? Two. Allen Robinson. Oh, Allen Robinson. Yeah. He is a bear now. And just like you're saying, give Kevin White a chance because he's been hurt his two years. To me, he's a bust. And you know what? If you want him, there's really good news for you because you can get him on the waiver wire. Don't be bringing that eight to, in that 8 to 10 round. 8 to 10 round, you know a guy that I'm looking for? Marvin Jones Jr. of the Detroit. Oh, he's not going to fall that far. You don't think so? He is still slept on. Last year, he finished as a number nine wide receiver. He was on my team that yeah. took me all the way to the championship. I picked him off free, free agency in the middle of the season. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. He's Mar- like a top five receiver right now. Marvin Jones Jr. is everything you want in a wide receiver two and more. He really is a wide receiver one, but he just really... If you had to put him in your wide receiver one slot, you would just throw up because it doesn't look good. But last year, and I'm not saying he's going to be a wide receiver one. That's not what I'm saying. But in these 8 to 10 rounds, Marvin Jones Jr. looks pretty good. Another guy, maybe Danny Amendola, another guy. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, to piggyback on the, the Marvin Jones Jr., like... You're, he has a quarterback that throws for over 4,000 yards a year. Like He throws for over 4,000 yards, so you're going to get production. He's going to get targets. He's going to throw. So uh, Marvin Jones Jr. has great opportunity to get a lot of targets. Theo Riddick's going to catch the yeah. ball out of the backfield. Like we already There's going to be a lot of balls thrown out of in, in uh now, uh, you, don't, you don't have the other bust. If we're talking bust, like you oh. already brought up Kevin White, we're talking Ebron. Ebron is now a Colt, which actually I think he could actually do pretty well there. Last year he was traded uh, to the Colts. We didn't quite see what he could do because he had Hundley there. But that's just a side note. Who cares about Eric Ebron? All right, that was a good fantasy podcast. We will join you guys next week. But, uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. I want to thank my co-hosts again. Uh, for sticking in there with me, dealing with uh, all this fantasy propaganda. But we'll be back next week, same time, same place, on the Wheel Podcast. It's the huddle. <laughs> it's the huddle. I might not be so vocal on this one. <laughs> all right, we are back here on the Huddle Podcast. I'm with my guy. My guy it used to be called his wife and Ridge Podcast because this guy was so instrumental to it. Matt Aldridge, say what up, Matt. What up? And then I also got my guy, you know him, Mahoney. We're also going to start calling him Post Mahoney. Post Mahones. What up, Post Mahones? Oh, what's up, what's up? What's up? And we are talking today a little bit of fantasy football. We're talking, number one, your RB waivers that you should be looking at. Number two, wide receiver twos that you already own that are probably actually uh, wide receiver ones. And then number three, we're talking about QBs to own. After week two, that will be a very interesting segment because I think we all know post Mahomes, 
Post Malone and Pat Mahomes. Makes a little sense, right? Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to start with our RB waivers. Guys, you should be looking to claim. I'm going to start. We'll start right here with the host. I usually kick it off with my co-host, but I'm going to be a little selfish today. We're going to start with Corey Clement with uh, JHIE questionable for the week with a lower back injury. And... Darren Sproles out with a hamstring. I look for Corey Clement, who is a dual back and catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, seems to be kind of the glue that um, holds that RB group together. The guy that's always healthy, the guy that's always available, and he's probably available on your waiver wire. That's my guy. If I look to my left, I got Post Mahomes here. Post Mahomes, who do you like for a waiver wire pickup? Well, RB wise. I- Oh, I'm kind of wondering what's going on in uh, Seattle. Whether they're going to go with uh, Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny, or interesting, or uh, who's the other Chris guy? Carson. Chris Carson. I'm wondering uh, what's going to go oh, on in that. that <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering what's going to go on that backfield. Like who's who's to start? That could be who's interesting. Not going to start. Um, and I mean, will their offensive line even protect uh, their? them enough to ha- even have a running back worth yeah, starting. It might not be a group that you even want to own, no matter what, if it's already a little bit of a split committee and it's kind of up in the air. Right now, I would lean towards Carson. I think it's about 60% chance that he owns the uh, uh, share of the usage there, uh, a, a larger share of the usage is what I meant to say, but I think Penny is... He's a first-round pick. Penny's a first-round pick that, that they're still getting involved in every week if you look on ESPN. He's projected around six because it's always that uh, uh, boom ceiling for him. Could he take it over? And that's why he's projected that. I like that pick. Penny, so we got Corey Clement, Rashad Penny. We're going to kick it over to very quiet in the corner, Matt Aldridge. Are you... Hey, can we kick it back? I renamed my show for this guy. I renamed my show Zwife and Ridge, and it's now back to the Huddle Podcast. But uh, Ridge is being. I had stuff to do. He I had stuff, stuff to do. To do. He's yeah, a, he, I got classes to take. He's got classes. To do, co-eds to fuck. <laughs> all right, waiver wire He's back. Pickups. He's back. Give me something that I can chew on here. Well, all the guys that you said have already been picked up in my league, so those are not options. Okay, go a little deeper then. The 12 team, I guess. I mean, I'm kind of looking at Frank Gore. Kind I of. like that a lot. Frank Gore, can, can, can I just stop you there? I was a Frank Gore owner already this year, and it's a very young year. I dropped Rashad Penny because I was somewhat deep at running back for Frank Gore because I thought Kenyon Drake... Um, it was just kind of a, a fly. He's, he's it a was kind of a pie in the he's, sky. Uh, if Kenny Drake gets hurt, I'm owning Frank Gore. I dropped him the next week for John Brown, I believe. But I like that. Keep going. Frank well, Gore. Well, Very good start. Can, God damn. Kenny Drake, is like, Kenny Drake is kind of like a one in like a Injury prone. He's a so injury hitter. prone. Injury prone. Like, yeah, he'll oh, rip awesome. off like some like 30 yard gains, but that's every like once every blue moon. I think Gore, come on, he's the fourth. Like, Six for 31 his first week. Averaging five yards carry. I think it was even more than that. I think I'm off. I think it was. Well, more I mean, well, like, well, the most important number right there is six carries. Six carries is not good enough. No, I know you're owning him, hoping that he's a a big time handcuff. If that or guy that, goes or down. maybe go for Alfred Blue. He actually got a touchdown in this Love first it. week, and he got like nine nine points, nine points, six yeah. points. Deonta so. Foreman won't be back until about week eight. He's on the IR, and that's already kind of. 
you know, you never really know. IR is six weeks, they're projecting eight weeks, could be 10 weeks. So you're looking right now, it's wave, It's week two, we're talking RB waivers, and I love Frank well, it's, Gore. It's, it's week three, actually, if you, you want to be a... Well, yeah, it's, it, the it, week, you know, yeah. don't correct me here, Ridge. <laughs> you can't come back on the show and say, it's actually week three, we, yeah, I, we've played week, I two can weeks. Do what, I can do whatever Just chill the fuck out. I want, all right? All right, very, on, very, very deep on the waivers. I like Blue and Gore. Let's move right on to wide receiver twos. I have the perfect guy. But oh. wide, wide receiver twos that are actually wide receiver ones. So a guy that you drafted that you expected to be a really nice wide receiver two, and he's actually a wide receiver one. I think everyone who's listening to this podcast probably knows where I'm going with this, but I am a Juju Smith owner. I am oh, also... Surprise, surprise. That's why he made this topic. <laughs> I am also... Is an, this the reason why we're having this podcast? I'm all, No, it's not. <laughs> I am also an Adam Thielen owner who uh, also perfectly fits into what we're talking about here. Wide receiver twos. I drafted both those guys as very high-end twos. I thought Juju would be around wide receiver 14, 12 to 14, and I thought Thielen would be right around the same. But both guys have that ceiling with a new Cousins for the Vikings offense and for that just, you know, you knew what it was last year with Juju, and if he just got a full year because the second, you know, his last 10 games were absolutely out of this world so we are talking about juju smith and thielen for my guys that's a nominee and i don't even think i have to really stand behind that too much look at what they're doing exactly so who do you got you got a guy in your mind yeah and uh manuel sanders no could he sneak up in there yeah i mean Emmanuel sanders is a good point but emmanuel sanders is not my pick my pick is currently a wide receiver zero and he's going to be a wide receiver one Josh Gordon. Tell me it's Josh Doug Gordon. Baldwin. Ooh, so, Josh Doug, so Doug Baldwin, like you know, hasn't played a game yet, and I think he's going to be out week three as well. Oh, I and I, I just that. saying, don't sell out on his stock. I, you liked him when you drafted him. Uh, I love that pick. He was 50, drafted in the fifth round. Yeah, late, fourth, late, late, late. Fourth, fourth, fifth? Fourth, fifth round. Fifth round for most leagues. I think uh, he's not someone you want to sell on just yet. I think he's, you know, going to be Russell Wilson's number one target when he comes back, and I think that's a good stock to hold uh, in the only, future. It, it sucks to not have a starting uh, wide receiver, but he'll be available in the future. Yeah, I agree. Not only is is he Russell Wilson's number one target, I think it's Russell. Will, it, I think it's uh, Doug Baldwin, and then a drop off and then it's like a tier three a bunch of guys like brandon marshall lockett jaron brown so once he gets healthy he's not he's probably not going to play this year but pretty dang sure he's going to play week four i like that you can't sell unless you get unless you get exactly what you want on a trade back maybe a guy believes in doug baldwin and wants to give you exactly what you want for him maybe he wants to give you a mix in for him maybe it's a, a trade uh injured guy for an injured guy i wouldn't necessarily tell someone to steer away from that but I do like a guy like Doug Baldwin when he does come back he is going to be not only a yeah. wide receiver one but a clear wide receiver one all those targets going to him exactly. Matt Aldridge let me, let me add to that a little bit for a yeah, second absolutely. I think that might be a guy you want to pick up in your league uh, if you could trade a running back trade, on, what would you trade for him because I don't know don't offer people like Someone offer for someone like Burkhead or Marvin just Jones Jr. offer a you, you know a flex player for him Let's because his stock is so low. Let's say you're a Marvin Jones Jr. or a Kenny Galladay or a Golden Tate owner. All three of those guys kind of in the same same mix. Would you trade any of those guys for Doug Baldwin? 
I don't think I'd do Golden Tate, but no, the the other the other two I definitely would trade for for Baldwin. I think that's right on the money. I don't think I would oh, do, I don't yeah. think I'd do Golden Tate. I th- I think really hard about Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. Galladay. Galladay for up. sure. Galladay has and an upside, but he also has that Jones uh, unproven factor. And Marvin Jones Jr. as a Marvin Jones Jr. owner this year and last year, while while he took me to the uh, championship and was number nine wide receiver in a standard league. Um, I'm kind of talking myself out of Marvin Jones Jr. a little bit because I think he gets a lot of the uh, the looks in the red zone, but that but right now you got You got to be up to the current times, and there's three wide receivers in that Detroit uh, back and not backfield, but Arsenal, you know, and they're 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 all wide receiver twos, low and wide receiver twos. But we got to kick it over to Aldridge before we move on to QBs to own. I want to hear Aldridge's wide receiver two that is actually a wide receiver one. Oh, I'm going to stick with uh, Chris Hogan. Is he a wide receiver one already, or is he going to be a two, two, one? Or is he a two? I think he has been an underperforming one so far. And I don't think people... Because, okay, I'm talking about one as in a 12-team league. There's 12 wide receivers. If you're in the top 12, you are a wide receiver one. No, I know. Okay, okay. Well, I don't really. Well, I'm just saying because I don't know any twos personally that can be ones. I don't know. I think it's really underperforming. Um, I mean, I like a guy like Hogan. It's right around the level. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of a, a guy like Josh Gordon too, of a guy who. Josh Gordon's gonna be probably be out of the league in week six. That's what I was thinking. I traded Josh Gordon my other league for Mixon because it was like. Uh, yeah. I, I like Josh Gordon. I think he could be fucking. Random well, yeah, he, he's like he's like the he's like top five, one of the most athletic receivers in the league. But he has like a problem. He has a sickness that you just can't. Yeah. You can't like it's really exactly. it's deeper than football. Yeah, and you can't like. And you can't really predict it. And yeah. It's, it's it is like hey it is it should be in the uh, overall view of Josh Gordon. It's like yes. He could probably it, he could probably get like eight. He could be a Hall of Fame receiver. No, he could probably next week, like, come into the Patriots. He could be, like, get six receptions, 110 yards, like, one TD. And then the next week, he could probably miss two, like, two practices. And Can then... we do a little tangent here? If Josh Gordon, because he does have a hamstring this, this week. Let's just say he doesn't play this week. But let's say he plays next week, and he puts up 100 yards and a touchdown. So that's roughly 16 points. You know, whether it's 120 yards. And... But... Would you trade him if he put up in his first week a huge number? Because you're either looking at it one of two ways. You're looking at one of two ways. You're you're either going to sell high on him and maybe to the guy. There's a ton of people in your league who probably think he could be the reincarnation of Randy Moss. So you could maybe go steal a David Johnson, a guy who's... If a guy's super low... Oh, if it's a David Johnson, yeah, I'm definitely selling. And that's probably shooting for the stars. But I think you could get a guy like a um, Jordan Howard, maybe. Maybe well, you trade Josh Gordon for Jordan Howard. Yeah, no, I would definitely go for Howard if you had Gordon. If someone's so, offering, because I think Howard and, Howard hasn't had like. Oh, I mean, Gordon in the last five seasons he hasn't had like a consistent season. So like, if he does put up some good numbers like next week, next week or for two weeks, you still don't know like the. Like it's the, just a mystery Don't factor. Don't you believe in that Bears offense a tiny bit more though this year? They still have. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I would trade Gordon for Howard easily. Yeah, like okay. I would, I would pick I, up I Howard. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, I would too. 
And so I I want I want to I want to ask the question to Mahoney real quick. If you were a Josh Gordon owner and he put up let's say 16 points in his first week of production with the Patriots, do you trade him while his stock is really high for a guy like we just put out there, Jordan Howard, or do you keep him banking on the fact that he is going to do this and he's going to be a big part of that Patriots offense? I don't, I don't think you're going to get a guy like Maybe you would get a guy like Jordan Howard for him, but uh, yeah, I just I, he's a volatile personality, and I would uh, try to avoid that. You um, trade him. I would trade him if he had a good week. Do we have um, two trades? I I have a trade. Gosh, would but he, he also trade? could. All three would trade for a Jordan Howard or a running back. But of you got to him personally. Like I hope he gets sell as well. Sell but, Yeah. But you got to look at his upside. He has the upside to be uh, Antonio Brown for freaking. Well, goodness sake. Uh, Randy Moss. Let's look at it that way. Oh, yeah. More touchdowns. He'd be better than Antonio Brown as far as fantasy was. I don't know. Antonio Brown, I love him. Let's not even... We're going to get oh, that's a whole completely sidetracked. But we're going to move on to... Uh, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Oh, no. I was just going to say Antonio Brown is more of like a great route runner. Yeah. Mixed with speed and Randy Moss was a guy that could just run 80 yards and like <laughs> just like that. Just catch throw the ball and go yeah, up. Yeah, I, like, I feel like... Gordon's more of the Randy Moss mold where he probably doesn't yeah. run the most precise routes and no. do that. And it's such an easy comparison He's because so big and athletic. You look what you look what Brady did when he had a guy like yeah. that and it was a sixteen and season and then an eighteen and season and they went to the or a night or yeah, eighteen and and then they went and they lost in the playoffs. But uh, or in the Super Bowl. But um we gotta move on. A little short on time here. We are going to cram in though, QB's to own right now. Um, I don't want to be too obvious, and I think this this uh, segment doesn't work as well, passing the phone around. I think we just kind of got to throw guys out there that we like. I like Cousins. I love Mahomes. I I'm love... Keep, I'm keeping Cousins. Mahomes is is kind of sketchy, all right? No, 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 no. It's How can you say that? He's got very good receivers. Even got... if he falls off, he'll be awesome. He, you, Yeah, I don't, I don't expect him to throw five touchdowns per game and break every record known to man but yeah he is tearing it up he has so many weapons his the scheme is so awesome that Mahomes is easily no not top 10 he's easily top five and I'll go a step further that a Deshaun Watson who has a tiny bit underperformed so far he had a bad week one but a Pretty dang solid a week two with 300 yards, two touchdowns, and a lot of uh, rushing yards, about 40 rushing yards, which is exactly what you need for a quarterback. I love Deshaun Watson. Post uh, Post Mahomes is pretty obvious here. And then I will give you one more, which I already said earlier. I think Kirk Cousins is a deep, deep sleeper for the MVP in the real NFL season. And I think if you could own him in fantasy, he could be quarterback six, quarterback five, maybe even quarterback four. But I'm going to pass it off to uh, the real Post Mahomes here. Yeah, Post Mahomes here. Um, are you a Post Mahomes fan? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a huge Post Mahomes fan. I think he's kind of, gosh, he's just he a gunslinger. He's just a gunslinger. That, guy, that kid can throw the ball. He's got some legs. Just a, a little real football guy. Who are your QBs to own, though? Um, Rivers? Alex well, Smith, 
uh, yeah, Alex Smith. Uh, that's who I currently have, and he he was ranked about fifteenth this week uh, among quarterbacks, and he's playing against Green Bay. So I'm assuming gonna it's going to be a, gonna be a it's going to be a high scoring game, and I'm just They're like, probably gonna be why? Gonna be why is Alex Smith ranked fifteenth? Like. He was a he was the third it's ranked a quarterback. Deep QB class. It's a deep QB. He was the it th- is a deep QB class. Third ranked quarterback last season. I I don't understand why he'd be ranked so low. But uh, do you have anything to say add on that, Matt? Oh no. Well, hey, like post, uh, post Mahomes, he's doing the he's so far the first two weeks he's. I want to hear a name I haven't heard yet. Oh, I'm trying to think of a name right now. <laughs> you said it was deep. It shouldn't be hard. Well, I mean, there's Breeze. There's Cam Newton. There, I mean, Matt Ryan. Cam Newton? We already talked about Cam Newton. Cam with Newton can limited, go up. With his limited red zone targets this year. He's Olsen, going to take himself. Olsen's out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's going yeah. to try to take himself. I feel himself. like that's your guy. I don't, want to, I don't want to talk you into it, but I feel like... Oh, Cam, no. Kirk Cousins my off guy. The air, but off the air, you were saying Cam was your Cam guy. Cam Newton, yeah. He was my guy for two years, and he won me some games for sure. But then he's he a little bit of a roller. Coaster. But then he also lost me some games too. So But this year I think it is kind of a cam year. You know what I mean? Like it kinda of is a roller coaster ride in years as well, not only within the year, but it could be a cam year where it was kind of a cam year last year, it's a cam year this year, the year before that it wasn't a cam year, and the year before that it was a cam year. Yeah. But at the same time, they're in a he's in a strong division. I don't know, like the Saints in fantasy, Saints, I don't think that matters. It means the Saints are going to score a lot of points, and they're going to have to score a lot of points. To no, but over. they still have a pretty good defense, and they could count, uh, good, put them down to like 180 yards. Do the Saints have a good defense, though? They do. The Buccaneers no. completely they just got up. They just got fucked up by Fitzmagic. It wasn't the Bucs. It was oh, Fitz, just, just Fitz, <laughs> Fitzmagic. Uh, it was the Harvard, <laughs> the Harvard teaching. Him. He did that to him, And, yeah, the Browns didn't do a whole lot, but the Browns should have won that game. Hey, hey, the Browns are sneakier, right? No, I don't buy into the Saints defense. Um, Me neither. I don't know if it was just, if it's just that I'm overreacting this year or if I'm overreacting to how good they were last year. They've always been terrible. But they've usually been a bad defense. They were good last year. A lot of those players are still around, so I tend to think that it's at least above average defense, but uh, pretty shaky early on. And um, I do like your Cam Newton pick, though. So this has been a uh, another huddle podcast. Wish it was called Zwife and Ridge, but I'm sorry. I got to dig that in every time I see you. Could not make that happen. So we will be back. And uh, next time we will be talking um, RB guys to trade at a high. We'll be talking wide receivers to drop. And we and will be talking, talking QBs not QB to own. Eli Manning if you want to destroy <laughs> To see team. that pouty face all <laughs> over your screen and know that he, you are rostering him. But we will be back. Thanks for listening on the Huddle Podcast.